Welcome back to Going Long on First. And the Podfather has returned just in time for Father's Day. Look at that. Father's Day, and more importantly, the NFC East. <laughs> it is. It's uh, it's kind of a conglomeration of things tonight. Uh, yeah, last week we started. Uh, we did the AFC East. Tonight, it's going to be a doozy with the NFC East and what that will look like. Last week it was good. It was Owen and I. But like I mentioned, uh, we had to get Jeremy in for the NFC East and, of course, the Eagles and a uber-crowded competitive division the NFC East will be. And we're going to jump right into it tonight. No news, none of that garbage tonight. I want to get down and dirty right away. So we're going to jump into it. The NFC East, we're going to save the top five players for later because that that'll probably get a little crazy with the amount of players that we could argue so we'll start with the division which should be a little easier it'll probably go similar to last year i'm guessing no owen tonight he's celebrating father's day with his dad so uh happy father's day to owen's dad but i got his list i got his division winners I got his top five, so we'll for sure include it. But, Jeremy, are you ready? I thought I was born ready. Born ready for this one, yes. Can't wait to hear why the Eagles will just sweep this whole night tonight. I mean, there's some legit arguments for that. That, You know, (laughs) we we talked pre-pod as always. Pre-pod is always interesting. Pre-pod was... Why why the Eagles could have five players or six players and why one team shouldn't even be mentioned in this list as well. So, but let's start with our division winners. Uh, let me give you Owens, and then we'll kind of jump back and forth, kind of like we did last week, Jeremy, what Owen and I did. As we uh, started with our, our bottom sellers, basement dwellers, however you want to call it, and then we kind of just worked our way up. I'll give you Owen's list first just so we can react to it and pick it apart like I like to do with one who is not here. Are you ready for Owen's list? It's going to be pretty chalk. going to be pretty chalk, as probably all three of ours will be. He's got the the Washington Commies. At the bottom, maybe soon to be not the commies, the commanders. Who knows with the with the sale of the team? Might have a new team name this year. New jerseys, new logo, new look, new everything. We'll see. But as of right now, they are the Washington Commanders, and he has them at four, four spot. Yes, the bottom of the barrel. Coming in at third. Where, where they belong, though, to be honest. They do, yes. Uh, like I said, this will probably go pretty chalk for all three of us. I assume unless somebody wants to get a little funky. Um, but, yeah, we'll get to our list, too, in a little bit. He at third place, which is where it gets a little interesting because we had three playoff teams from this division last year. Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles all made the playoffs with the Giants just barely scraping in, but they made it. Well, winning a game, but they won a game. They did. They did, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is a very competitive division. But third place, we have the New York football giants. Now, he did not give me – he did not give me if they would make the playoffs or not. He didn't give me that list. So I'll I'll try to come back around and ask him afterwards, see if we can get a, a playoff list. I assume he thinks Cowboys-Eagles will make it, but he did not tell me if Giants will repeat another wild card round. Then second place, we have the drumroll, please, Dallas Cowboys. Where they belong. And that means, of course, last place, but I'll take them in second. That means we have the Philadelphia Eagles repeating 
as NFC East division champs for Owen Benson. What hey, do you think, Jim? All things are right like that, Seth. Um, I think that's a pretty fair list. Um, if I was to guess, I would say he does not have the Giants winning the playoffs, but I could be wrong. I think they'll just be on the outside looking in. Uh, yes. Uh, they, I mean, they just barely scraped in last year. Um, I'm, I'm asking him now. I'm, I'm curious then, if he has Giants in the playoffs or not, or at least predicting. Yeah, they just they barely made with, it in. Uh, I think they was got that, away some uh, new new head coach magic last year. They did, they did. Uh, you know, I don't know. Let, all right, let's start ours. Let's start ours, and we can uh, give commentary you, to those. You going first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, number four, we'll make this one quick. I also have the Washington Commanders question mark at four. Uh, you know, they were good last year. They were a 500 team, 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. So about as 500 as you can get. Just got confirmation from Owen as well. He just has the Eagles-Cowboys as a playoff teams. So no Giants this year. No three-peat from the NFC East. Uh, back to the Commanders. They, The quarterback is the biggest weakness. I think this is a good team. They have a good defense. They have pieces all around. We just talked about Chase Young pre-pod too, about how they're potentially shopping him. But he's still part of that lethal defensive line. It's a good defense. They have a good core on offense. Quarterback is where it's really hurting them, though. They have Sam Howell slinging Sammy with the Howlitzer at quarterback entering the 2023 year. Obviously, a lot of questions around that. This guy who uh, fifth-round pick last year, I believe he was. They're confident on him, quote-unquote confident, as of right now in June, mid-June, just after minicamp, not hitting training camp yet. We'll see. We'll see. It'll kind of be a Cinderella story if he can make something of it. If they're a legitimate quarterback, they they would be a lot higher on this list, I assume. But as a Sam's... It would be a hell of a lot more interesting, you know? That's true. It would be. It would be. It's it's too bad. There's, but that's a lot of teams. Uh, a lot of teams you could pick them point and say, you know, if they just had one guy, it turned it around. That's the Jets this year. We we said that last year. If they just had a legitimate quarterback, they'd probably be a playoff team. They go and get Aaron Rodgers. You know, you know, they're bitten stamped with the playoff playoff logo there. But anyways, yes, I have the Commanders at four, three for me. I also have the New York football Giants. They are not a playoff team for me either. I'm going to stick with two just to be safe. They had a lot of things go right last year. Kind of reminded me of the Vikings and just the luck that the Vikings had last year. It's not going to repeat. Cowboys are kind of the same. Danny Dimes really progressed, which is great. Can he do it a year for another year? Can he do it again? We'll see. Saquon was healthy. He was looking really good. Uh, so, which was great for them. But if he gets hurt again, that offense is going to plummet. Andrew Thomas, who became one of the best left tackles in the game last year, obviously he'll be a mainstay over there, which is great. Question marks a little bit on defense. Um, we'll see. It's really can Danny Dimes do it again? Can Saquon stay healthy? And can Dayball? have another year of magic is kind of like what's happening with the Giants. And that's too many question marks for a team. And then the stack division with the Eagles and the Cowboys in it. So that's why I have the Giants at three. Number two, I'm sticking with Owen. I have the Dallas Cowboys at two. That means I have the Eagles at one. Of course, I think these two teams will be, duking it out left and right as they do almost every year it feels like they kind of did last year too this will be fun these two top teams as long as they can stay healthy uh these teams are going to go back and forth and it'll be a fun slobber knocker as they say two ultra competitive high talented teams Cowboys no longer have zeke but doesn't necessarily make them worse marcus paul or tony pollard is uh is better. He, he's the guy at this point. 
They brought in Stefan Gilmore for the defense as well, which was a big addition, and they had a nice draft as well. Yeah, it, it's going to be good. And then the Eagles, the Eagles are the Eagles. They kind of just – Howie Roseman is kind of just stealing the show right now, obviously, as you know, Jeremy. And probably had the best draft this year. So it, it, the rich are getting richer in Philly right now. And it's just – it's crazy what's happening up there. But these two teams will be very good. But that is my list as well. Same as Owens, Commanders, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles. Jeremy, are you going to give us the sweep? Seth, I, I was actually going to tell you I didn't know, so you could keep going on with these sweet nothings about my Eagles. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't quick enough. I am going to give us the juices loose sweep on this one. Um, there it is, I'll, baby. I'll make it short and sweet. In the NFL, it's a really hard place to win when you don't have a quarterback. I'm not saying Washington doesn't have a quarterback. I'm not going to count out Howell yet. But if I was a bet man, I wouldn't bet on Howell. No offense to him. Um, I mean, if I'm a bet man, I'm betting on only one quarterback in this division and he plays for my team. I'm not betting on any of the rest of them, to be completely honest. Um, Washington, they looked like a team that had the whole roster but the quarterback. And now it's kind of not panning out quite that way the offensive line isn't very good i mean it's not bad but it's not very good they're two big pieces they lost trent williams went to san fran and then the guard i can't think of his name right now i think he's in florida i can't remember which team he plays for now but i think he's He's a jaguar now right yeah brandon yep yep they're they're two big guys are both out i mean it's like hey especially in a division like the nfc east how do you how do you play the Eagles and the Cowboys twice a year and not think, man, we need an offensive line? How do you not think that playing those two teams? But I don't know. The Giants and you throw and you throw on. Sam Howell back there. Sam Howell, who started two games last year and was a fifth round pick, not projected to right. start. Yeah, throw him against the those defenses. Sure. I mean, you know, you'd almost want to rerun out Carson Wentz versus that, but I guess I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a Comanche fan. There's just too many question marks there in Washington. Does the coach make it through the year? Probably not. Does the quarterback make it through the year? Probably not. Does the ownership make it through the year? Do they flip the team already? Who knows? Probably not. But um, they'll probably have a different name by the end of the year. I just Washington. There's too many question marks to to be anything this year. The Giants at the three spot. I agree with you guys. I probably wouldn't bet on them going to the playoffs. The only way I bet on the Giants going to the playoffs is if the Cowboys falter this year, which I could see. Um, and I could see the Giants making it in the two spot. I could see that because the Giants have, have a lot of things going their way. Darren Waller is a big addition. Um, like you said, Andrew Thomas, is, he took a big stride last year. Dexter Lawrence is a problem in the middle of any interior defensive line. And Leonard Williams is a hell of a player. So, I mean, those two alone are really, you know, making it a mess for people. The thing about – the thing about the Giants is Danny Dimes, for a guy in another team, he is a, a player I'm actually a fan of. Last year he was throwing to, like, Darius Slayton and then anybody they pulled off the street, right? And then yep. whatever they could roll at a tight end. Saquon, had a, he was actually healthy all year. Matt Breida played a little bit. Um, Eric Gray played a little bit. Brightwell even played a little bit. They were just beat up a lot. And for them to make the playoffs says a lot about the coaching there. Evan, I know. Evan looks like a guy that could be a dude. She agrees. That's hey, that's the stamp on it. Sterling Shepard should be back this year. Uh, Wandell Robinson should be back this year. And then those two with Darius Slayton. Isaiah Hodgins take a step this year. Jamison Crowder's a good slot guy. I mean, there's going to be weapons there. And Waller's going to open it up even more. And if yeah, you can if, get another full year out of Saquon healthy, that's a, that's a decent unit. You know what I mean? If Waller can stay healthy and be, what, 2017 or 2018, 2019 Darren Waller, where he was a top three, four tight end in the league, that will be a huge difference for that offense and for for Daniel Jones. I would take top 10 Darren Waller. You know what I mean? If I'm the Giants right now, because he's just been so beat up the last couple of years. If you could get top 10 Darren Waller and top 10 Saquon Barkley, you've got a really good offense there. The interior of the offensive line is still a question mark. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, it all just kind of comes down to health and Danny Dimes. So we'll see. Um, Second-year coach, 
it'd be a question if he can keep it going. Lots of times you get a guy that are just kind of a flash in the pan one year. But the Giants, I could see if the Cowboys slip up this year, the Giants could take seconds in this division. But until we see that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet on it. The Cowboys coming at two for me. Um, I am not a McCarthy fan. I am not a Dak fan. I am not a fan of the aging left tackle Tyron Smith. I'm not a fan of the Cowboys in general. But Dak Dakota Prescott can be a top 15 to 12 quarterback, which can get you to the playoffs, right? Especially now, Tony Pollard looked like a guy that could be a starting running back and not only run the ball, but catch it out of the backfield and block a little bit. Here's what I'll say. Zeke used to be a massive X, X factor against my Eagles. Massive. We there was nothing even the year that we won the Super Bowl, Zeke ran all over us. Okay. Chris Long has talked about it on this podcast. With Zeke not being on this offense, I'm not scared of this offense anymore. I don't know what it is. I'm just not. I'm just truly not. Um, Tyron Smith is a liability. Terrence Steele on the other side is a B tackle at best. Zach Martin is a Hall of Famer, no question about it. Tyler Smith. If he progresses like Dallas is able to progress offensive linemen, should be a top-tier guard. Uh, the center they got, uh, I think it's Badillas, he's okay. Jake Ferguson, the tight end. Hey, that's a Wisco boy. You be careful what you say. You're not going to be wild with him. Gallup is a hell of a third receiver, um, but he's not a slot guy. He's an exterior guy. Brandon Cooks is an X factor on this offense. I actually think he's immediately the best receiver on the team. CeeDee Lamb, I Over think, is CD? very overrated just because he's a – I do. I do. I think C.D. Lamb is overrated because he's a cowboy. He, I think he was second-team all-pro last year. Because he's a cowboy, my man. I, I don't get, I'll give the respect to him. I'll give the respect to him. He's not, he's not what Dallas has had at receiver. He's, he's okay. He's okay. Like, he's a good receiver, <laughs> but he's, the Eagles got two receivers better than him. Is my I point. do. I do agree that Brandon Cooks is an X factor for them because he gives them that speed over the top threat that they really haven't had for well, a while. Well, running the middle, he can you can hit him on the bubble, you can hit him on the screen. He's immediately the best receiver on this team. I don't even think it's close. I think it's. I don't think he's the best receiver. Tony Pollard, but CD. I'll agree that he's an X factor. I think he is. If he can keep up what he's been doing, I think he's. CD uh, Lamb, I will on. give him anyways. I'll give him all of his credence. He's a good player. I just don't think he's as good as he's made out to be. Once again, the stamp of approval by Reagan. Now, the defense for the Cowboys is where it gets very interesting because Demarcus Lawrence is a very good player. Mozzie Smith, the rookie, maybe drafted a little early. We'll see. Uh, Micah Parsons is obviously that dude. I mean, might be the best defender in the league. Might not be close. Jeremy uh, just Van trying to get him to Philly. That's it. Man, he'd look good in that night green. Or that Kelly Green. But anyways, um, at the linebacker position, Leighton Vendoresh and Damian Clark, I mean, good guys. They're not, they're not like, going to steal the show, but they're good. Stephon Gilmore, um, I wonder what he's got left. I mean, we're, what, five years removed from his defensive player of the year or more? Yeah. I Probably mean, you're, more than you're five not wrong. years. I, I think Trayvon he did. Diggs um, and, he was pretty good in Indy last year, though. He did kind of turn it around a little bit after a couple down years. He was pretty good in Indy. But he I'm is aging. I, I, yeah, he's, he'll be 33 yeah. this year. So that, you're not wrong. He got a pick right away. on Right when he showed up in the Panthers, he got a pick in his first game, and everybody's like, oh, he's still the defensive player of the year. He wasn't. It's like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he doesn't have the long speed that he used to have. Not that he was no. ever a fast player, but he doesn't have the long speed. Trayvon Diggs, I'm, I've, I mean, I've made it very clear on this podcast. I've never been a fan of and the yeah, thing about know. it on the top of the we defense, know. you get the you got Donovan Wilson and J, J. Ron Curse. Those guys aren't like center fielders. So like if one of these guys bites on something, they're not gonna save you. Now Gilmore's not really that type of guy, but with this defense, there's a whole lot of pass rush within two guys, and then there's a whole lot of we're gonna give you average or we're gonna roll the dice too much. So we'll see. I think the Cowboys, the first four to six games of the season is really going to tell you what their season's going to be, and it might implode. And if it does, the Giants are the second team in the division. But Cowboys, too, going into the year. Hard not to go with them. And then coming at the one spot is my Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, the last game we played in was the Super Bowl. Um, 
Should we have won it? Absolutely. Did we get cheated? Probably. Not going to get into that right now. Our quarterback is an ascending guy. Obviously, he played his best football in the Super Bowl. He had some historic numbers. Um, this offseason, we added two running backs, lost one, got DeAndre Swift, got Rashad Penny, lost Sanders, um, still got Kenny Gainwell, uh, Boston Scott, the giant killer. Uh, you still got Quez, who we're hoping to have a big year coming back, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith is like everything you want in a player you drafted. He is, he's ascending every single year. He's just putting up numbers. He's a guy that doesn't chirp. He's just a hell of a player. I like Devonta Smith a lot. A.J. Brown is probably a top five receiver in the NFL. He's probably five. Devontae, I think, is right behind him. Dallas Goddard might be the third best tight end in the league. Jordan Mailata is ascending player. Landon Dickerson, the same thing. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson are Hall of Famers. Right guard is the question mark if it's going to be Cam Jurgens playing out of position or Tyler Steen playing. Um, on the defense, still got Graham, still got Fletch. Um, Josh Sweat is just gets better every year. Derek Barnett comes back this year. Jordan Davis and J- Jalen Carter, that's, I mean, possibly a huge X factor right there. Milton, Milton Williams coming in in uh, kind of in pass rush roles is huge. We lost um, TJ Edwards and um, Kazir. So, N'Kobe Dean hopefully steps right in, fills that role. He's, He's kind of that Kazir size. He's kind of that Kazir guy uh, size-wise. Nicholas Morrow was kind of that run around and fly around the field and tackle guys for Chicago. So, you're hoping to get a lot of that. Christian Ellis is a name to watch in my Eagles. Been huge all offseason. All offseason. Been huge. Getting a ton of recognition. Was really big up for us on special teams last year. That's a name to keep an eye on. Hassan Reddick, huge year last year. I mean, he was right there with Micah, if I'm being completely honest. Um, the secondary, we kept back, kept together for the most part uh, as far as the corners go. Slay, Bradbury, Avante Maddox. And then we add Greedy Williams, who was a top pick a couple years ago. I was gonna. Um, I don't remember the Eagles. Get, I just saw him. I can't believe you guys had Greedy Williams too. Which it's a little bit of a we, reclamation project, but he was a like you said a first round pick a couple years ago. Yeah, he got him on a one year contract. Um, and then I mean we can't even leave out the fact that we got our cornerback room is nuts right now. I think the big thing about Greedy Williams, one of the first statements that he made when he came to Philly, was being able to play behind Slay and Bradbury. Because he kind of projects to be a slay type player as far as build and like attributes, so I think that's going to be a good one. Um, obviously, we've got Keely Ringo, Zach McPherson, Josh Job, Josiah Scott. I'm forgetting the name right now out of Alabama. Can't think of his name right now, but he's another guy that we got as an undrafted guy. Now, where things change on the defense is the safety. Safeties and linebackers are where things change the most. Reed Blankenship though played a ton last year. Um, when CJ went down, he was the one that picked up Rodgers in the Packer game. Reed is like strap it up and just go down, go out and play type of guy. I'm a huge fan of Reed Blankenship. He was an undrafted free agent last year, rookie. Terrell Edmonds we stole from the Steelers. Um, behind them, that's right. Behind them, we got Sidney Brown that we drafted out of Illinois. Kind of known as like a fly around smack people, like a Bob Sanders type of guy. Kayvon Wallace has kind of been. That's how most Eagles feel about call, call, uh, Kayvon Wallace. <laughs> Never really panned out to be what he was supposed to. And then we brought in Justin Evans, who was – he got really hurt a couple years ago, um, played for the Saints and the Bucks. He's a guy that could possibly turn into something here. But um, on our defense, it's really the linebackers and the safeties where it's like it's got to come together. And obviously we brought in uh, Desai, too, the new coach. So – I'm all for it, though. I, I think as long as Jalen's there, as long as that offensive line's kind of intact, we're constantly adding weapons all throughout the team. The defensive pass rush is still there. We brought back both of the uh, big-time corners. There's no reason to think that the Eagles take a step backwards. Um, I think that they should have themselves, I mean, on a trip to where they need to be this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The only thing that would hold them back is if you had like a – Injuries or like a, just a dramatic drop off from Jalen and some of those big guy, big guys too. So, but yeah, injuries would really be the only thing. I don't see anybody dropping off, just getting better. Jalen is going in year three as the full time starter. Yep. So it yeah it, really it's, like year two. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's anywhere but up for these guys, barring any injuries, which obviously we never want to see any of that happen. So. 
Clean sweep, just like you said it. Off-season edition, the juice is The juice loose. is loose all over this. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I love it. We have Commanders, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles. All right. Now we're getting to the good stuff. We're going to talk top five A and B players in the NFC East. And oof, this was a big one pre-pod. We had uh, Jeremy trying to convince everybody that it only needed to be Eagles. Obviously, there has to be at least one other player because, well, he deserves to be on this list. There's no reason why. I'm curious on what your list will look like. I'm going to give Owens first since he's not here, but he did give us his list to throw out. His list, very similar to mine. Name-wise, order's a little different, but name-wise, except we have one player swapped out. So here's Owens' list. We have at 5B... Andrew Thomas, left tackle, New York football giants, as we talked about him, quickly became probably the best left tackle in football last year, PFF graded number one, all pro team, all that stuff. I think the reason why he's probably 5B for Owen is he made that jump out of nowhere. He was, um, you know, a fringe starting offensive lineman, in the years PFF before. really had him as one? I believe so. I believe I believe I PFF was still number one. I believe PFF had a had him rated as the highest tackle in football last year. Wow, I, I could be I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, that's what I thought I read. But he was uh, first team all pro regardless. Um, so yeah, but because it was a one year deal, can he do it again? Which he probably will, but kind of came out of nowhere. So that's probably why he's. 5B on this list, but probably would be higher in other divisions, but this is such a stacked division. 5A, he has, let me pull it back up here, the first of three Eagles, Jason Kelsey. The center and arguably the greatest center of all time. Arguably. Already disrespecting my team. Arguably, Jamie. Sicko. Arguably. But yes, he's kind of a living legend at this point. Him and his brother having the podcast. And obviously the Super Bowl was real fun with uh, the Kelsey brothers and Mama Kelsey out there and all that stuff. Uh, so he's kind of become an off-field personality too. But still, regard he's still he's the best center in football. It's crazy. What is he, 34, 35 years old? And he's still the best, which is at that age, offensive line, not really heard of. Four for him. You forget you fail to mention not just that age offensive line, an under undersized center. That That's guy true. usually plays around 280 pounds. Yeah. He's not a big dude at all. He's an anomaly, as they'd say. Four, it's a continued run of offensive linemen. He has Zach Martin, probably the best guard in football. Left guard for the Dallas Cowboys, all-decade team in the 2010s. He's obviously a Hall of Famer as well, deserving to be on this list. One of two Cowboys, too. Number three, second of three Eagles, we have Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, right tackle, also a Hall of Famer, and still probably the best at his position. Just a few years young. What is he, about 30, 31, something like that? 32? Yeah. I still bet he was all first team all pro last year. It's crazy. Eagles have the best offensive line in football, and it's not even not even close at this point. Number two. Sorry, Jeremy, this might hurt a little bit. He's got Jalen at two. And we know who's at one then, of course. We have Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Micah Parsons, who may be the best defensive player in football right now, overtaking Aaron Donald 
after last year. It's just crazy what he does um, at the position. And he's, he kind of does multiple positions, but I believe I read that he uh, is primarily going to be rushing the passer this year, more of just a, a straight-up pass rusher outside kind of so guy. So he's going to edge for good. Yes. Yep. I'm sure they'll still have him do a few things, but he'll uh, – a majority of his job – and that's what he's best at. He's best at pass rushing, so put him there. Um, good list. Like I said, very similar to mine, not quite, but re- quick recap. Uh, Andrew Thomas, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, Lane Johnson, Jalen Hurts, Micah Parsons. So there it is. All right. I assume you want me to go next. It was an okay list. It was, I, an okay it was a pretty list. good list. It's a pretty good list. It was okay. Okay. It was okay. Jeremy, I'm toying with making a quick swap from mine. It would be an eagle for eagle, but I feel like I feel like I have to at this point. So I'm gonna do it just a heads up. I'm swapping. I'm taking out an eagle and I'm putting in an eagle. Owen Owen kind of convinced me just looking at his list and kind of running through it in my head. He convinced me to do it without even saying a word to me. And I know you would hate me if I did it, so I have to do it. That means this player is probably one off of my honorable mention for me. Uh, Here we go. All right, I'll do mine. And then, of course, we'll leave Jeremy for last. 5B for me. I also have. Oh, wow. You know what? That's okay. Uh, I'll save the spoiler. Here's Here's the trouble. Here's the trouble. You guys are both about to leave a player off this list that belongs on this list. Bad. Okay. I can feel I, it. I get, I get what you're saying, and I have a feeling I know who it is because it's probably the guy I just took off my list to put on this other player. So I don't know if you heard me, but I did an eagle for eagle swap. Yep, I heard That's, that. Yeah. Um, I initially didn't have this one guy on who I just swapped him on. I – but I have to. At this point, I have to. I convinced myself to do it. Rip it. It's Rip it. Let's hear it. Yeah, but the guy that I took off is probably the guy you're talking about, and I wish I could put him on my Like I said, I have 19 players on my list, or 18 players on my list. I could make an argument pretty much for every one of them to be in the top five. But they can't all can't be, so I got to pick them. 5B for me, I also have Andrew Thomas. Initially, I had him slightly higher on this list, but I, I, I'm I assuming I got Owen's reasoning for it, and it makes sense in my head. Probably should be a little bit lower because right now it is kind of a one-year wonder for him. He was probably the best left tackle in football. Easily could be higher on this list. If he has another repeat year of that or even something close to that, he would be higher on this list, but it was just one year. Can he do it again? That's the only reason why he's lower on my list. And I'm get like I said, guessing that's the reason why he's lower on Owen's list. 5A for me. Now, this is where I swapped out. It's funny because it's identical to Owen's here at this point. Owen, do you want or Jeremy, do you want me to tell you who I swapped out? Who I took out? Give me all the details. I want to hear it all. Originally, I had. Hassan Reddick at 5A. That's the guy now, that I expected you guys to leave off. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't initially, but I had to put this guy on. Now I have Jason Kelsey. I, Kelsey I just off. I had I did. Continue. I I told I told you I was kind of it felt like a lose lose. It felt like a lose-lose because these other four players have to be on this list. They have to be. I know you're not going to have Andrew Thomas on your list probably because of this. It's probably you're swapping out Thomas for those two players. Andrew Thomas has to be on this list for me. He was too good last year to not. 
But Hassan Reddick was so good last year, and he really kind of like – he was good years before, but last year he really broke out. He was up for defensive player of the year. But it would be a disservice to Jason Kelsey to not have him on this list, so I have him at 5A. Four is the same as Owens as well. You're probably going to get this here. I have Zach Martin, left guard. Too good. These top four players, they're just – Probably the best at their position. Zach Martin is one of the best offensive linemen still. Best left guard. Probably the best guard in the game in general. One of the best interior offensive linemen. Hall of Famer. Like, I repeat myself. He's at four. Has to be on this list. Three, I have Lane Johnson, too. One of the best offensive linemen. This whole – I was just talking to Owen. Owen said that this whole list could be offensive linemen. It's the best offensive line division in football. It's just – it's stacked with them. Three, Lane Johnson. Two, this was close. This is my 1A. This is my 1A1B. I have Jalen Hurts 1B, Micah Parsons 1A. Sorry, Jeremy. Jalen is two. Micah's one. Micah's too good. He's one of the best players in football. He's too good. So he's one for me. So my list, which is exactly identical to Owens, funny how that happened. It wasn't initially. 5B, Andrew Thomas, 5A, Jason Kelsey, 4, Zach Martin, Lane Johnson, Jalen Hurts, Micah Parsons. So, Jeremy, to wrap this up with a future left tackle in arms, let's hear the list. Let's hear, let's hear the real list, okay? Well, we might get two lists from Jeremy. We might get the Eagles list, and we might get – you know what? Do you have an all-Eagles list, Jeremy? I do. Okay, I was going to say, do. if not, if not, I want you to rip it off the top of your head real quick. Who's your top five Eagles? Eagles. Top five A&B Eagles. Yeah, I'll go I'm top curious. Down. I'll go top down. This is where your guys' list is wrong. It's impossible to not put the most important player in sports above an edge rusher. Jalen is for sure number one. Edge rusher, of, edge rusher might now be the second most important position in football. Or it could be left tackle. Could There's be. Yeah, it, it's up there. It's up there, though. It's up there. It's one of the most important positions in football right now. To put Micah over Jalen is a travesty. For the simple fact that Jalen – could have won MVP of the Super Bowl while losing. Jalen could have won the MVP of the season while being hurt. And Jalen is playing the most important position in sports. And to put Micah over him is – you might as well put Hassan Reddick over him. Hassan Reddick's season was damn near the same. But we'll get to that. Jalen would be my one. Lane would be my two. Kelsey would be my three. Hassan would be my four. Slay would be my five, and A.J. Brown would be my six. In that order. Okay. Now, if okay. I was to continue, if I was to continue, it would be Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, Philly Goddard, Jordan Malata. James Bradbury's on the board. He's on the borderline there, too. Um, James Bradbury, I mean, you could switch him with Slay. I mean, I don't know who's more important than the other at this point. You know, James Bradbury had the more, like, impressive year PFF-wise. I think he was rated – top three corners PFF on the year. Bradbury's still got all the, like, kind of ball hawk skill set stuff, but it's it's just kind of pick your poison with those two. I go slay over Bradbury myself just because he's been with the Eagles longer. He's been in the system longer. But, I mean, you could go either one. Now, here's my real list. I didn't have Andrew Thomas on to start. Now, the reason I didn't have Andrew Thomas on to start is the year before last, that dude was a turnstile, and he was getting ran around by everybody. I mean, constantly. Yep. The guy that I had yes. on that I took off is Deron Payne. That's who I had on that I took off. Deron Payne had 11 and a half sacks last year playing at the defensive tackle position. Now, they run a true 4-3. He did this without Chase Young. Now, Jonathan Allen was there. Um, Montez Sweat was there, obviously. But that guy was a force to be reckoned with. Um, he's who I took off. Now, who I replaced him with? 
is I, I dropped the ball on Reddick. I ended up having him at the bottom of my Eagles list, and that's where I dropped the ball. But the way my list goes, coming in at 5-6, we'll call it, and I almost feel like disrespectful putting this person here, but I had to put him somewhere, and I'm obviously biased. I have Zach Martin. Now, the reason yeah. I have him here and not higher is because – He's got to be 34, 33. He's got to be damn near Kelsey's age. Last year, the, the Cowboys' offense line was not that great. And if I remember right, last year, either last year or the year before, he missed some time. And I'm playing that a little bit against him. Plus, he's a Cowboy, so that knocks him down a spot for sure. Coming in – but that dude is – I mean, the only time I remember him not being the best guard in the game was when Brandon Brooks had this wild year for the Eagles when we went to the Super Bowl. And he was PFF's best guard in the game. But Brandon Brooks had a pretty wild two years like Lane where he didn't give up a sack in two years. If I remember right, Brandon Brooks didn't give up a sack in a whole – like Brandon Brooks not only didn't give up a sack, he didn't give up a pressure. Like his, his stats were crazy. But that's like the only time Zach Martin hasn't been the top guard in the game. So Zach Martin is my six, which that dude belongs at a top five anywhere, to be completely honest. He does. Coming Absolutely. in at my five spot is the mayor of Philadelphia himself, Jason Kelsey. Um, he actually got knocked down a peg when I had to reshuffle my list just because the guy that I had to put on is part of my A and B. Jason Kelsey, I mean, I could make an argument that he's the best center in the game. He, I could make an argument that he's the best center of all time, in, in my opinion. Um, came in as an undersized center, athletic, out of Cincinnati, and has done nothing but evolve his game to the offensive line that he's on. Evan Mathis has became an all-pro guard with him. Brandon Brooks has became an all-pro guard with him. I mean, Landon uh, Dickerson has become an all-pro guard with him. Isaac Samalo has became an all-pro guard with him. And it's I'm not saying it's just Kelsey that's doing that. Obviously, we've had some of the best offensive line coaches in the game. I mean, right now we do have the best offensive line coach in the game. It's not even close. Probably the best position, position coach in the game. But – um. Long story short, I think uh, Jason Kelsey, I mean, he could climb up this list pretty easy, but he's he's five for me. Coming in at four, which is where my A and B is. Coming in at four, I have the man that you took off your list, Hassan Reddick. So yeah. this is why Fair. this is why Hassan Reddick and Micah Parsons are my A and B at three and four. One they both play almost ideal, identical positions. Two, I should go Hassan over Micah because of the postseason success that uh, Hassan had. And Hassan's been doing it a hell of a lot longer. He just happened to hit the Eagles where he fits in perfect. Last year, Micah Parsons had 13 and a half sacks set. Last year, Hassan Reddick had 16 sacks in just a season. Last year, Micah Parsons had... Zero, three forced fumbles and three fumble recoveries. Last year, Hassan Reddick had five forced fumbles. I think that's actually six. That might be wrong, but we'll go with the five. And three fumble recoveries. Last year, they uh, Micah had a touchdown. Hassan did not. But ultimately, Hassan had a much more impressive year last year. Three more sacks, two more forced fumbles. I think if you put them against each other, Hassan is the better player on last year. Now, a big part about that is simply the team he plays on. But Hassan has been doing it for the last three years on three separate teams. His last year in Arizona where they finally put him in the right position, 12 and a half sacks. Then he goes to Carolina, 11 sacks. Then he comes to Philly, 16 sacks. In a rotation in Philadelphia where Brandon Graham had 11 sacks, where Josh Sweat had 11 sacks, where Derek Barnett was hurt halfway through the year but played a big portion of the year. I mean – he did that in a rotation. That's wild. But Hassan Reddick and, I mean, like I said when the list started, Micah Parsons might be one of the top three players in the game and probably the best defender in the game right now. I'm a huge Micah Parsons fan. Should be an eagle, but that's a, story, a conversation for another day. But those two are my five, my four and three A and B. Either way. Yeah. Coming in at the two spot is probably the most underrated offensive lineman in the game. And it's funny to say that because he's the best at his position and it's not particularly close. Lane Johnson. 
probably the best tackle in the game, right or left, if I'm being completely honest. He's got now three straight years of no sacks given up. Um, it's funny because I think Jason Kelsey said it perfect on his podcast when he made the comment that Lane doesn't get the he doesn't get the credit that the rest of the guys does because he plays right tackle. But like like uh, Jason said, the Eagles' offensive line does not function the way it does without Lane Johnson over there. When he went down, God, it must have been 2018, the year after the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He went down for a little bit, and the whole offense just didn't function right. Everything just kind of went haywire because you can't rely on this guy to hold down the one side of the offensive line. And the thing about Lane is next to him, him and Brandon Brooks was when it was at its peak. I mean, those two were two freaks over there on that side of the ball. But he's played with Brandon Brooks. He's played with, God, before Brooks, I can't remember who it was, Isaac Sayamalu. Now it's probably going to be Cam Jurgens. I mean, he's kind of had – a few different guys that he's had to mesh with, but he's just the Eagles fandom has this feelings of Jason Peters because he was known as the bodyguard and Peters is probably at his peak, the best to do it. If not like one of the equals at the best to do it at left tackle, I'm taking Lane Johnson over Jason Peters all day long and twice on Sunday. In my opinion, I just think really? Lane is way better than Peters. Yeah, I truly do. I think the so thing about Lane is why 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 was he never at left tackle? Who the, the premier position on the it. offensive line, things like that. The year Lane was drafted, we had Jason Peters. You're not going to put that's him in true. over there. Yes, put him on the that's right true. Side. That's true. That's true. As soon as as soon as Jason Peters is coming to re, like retire or leave the Eagles, we already had Jason Malalato waiting in the wings. So why why take a guy and move him out of position when he's already the best in the game over there? You know what I mean? It's like when Richard Sherman always played left cornerback in the in the uh, press bail. Why move him? He's so that's good true. over there. Why move him? Yep. You know, similar to pass rushers. Why move him? So that's my thing, especially in on offensive line where it's such a co- cohesive unit. Why would you move that guy? So I stick to it. Lane Johnson, I think, is probably one of the most underrated offensive linemen of all time because he just doesn't get the recognition because he plays right tackle. But can you believe – Coming to number one. Can you believe that Jason Peters was on a football team last year? <laughs> uh, you talk about this guy like he played 10 years ago, which he obviously did. He's been playing since 2004, which is wild when he was drafted. Obviously – and he, he was drafted, Seth, as a tight end. Yeah. That, yeah. By the Bills. I, I, we I, you know, up quick because the Bills had three tackles. I didn't realize he was an all-pro left tackle for the Bills. And then he came to Philly. The year before he came to Philly, yeah, he did. And what was wild is I don't think he started all 16 games that year. He didn't. He didn't. He started 13. Yeah. 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 Yep. Crazy. Okay. And we scooped him up because they had – they had two other tackles, uh, but Peters is kind of the odd man out, which is wild to think now. But coming in at one, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hurts. Very clearly an ascending player. The thing about Jalen, too, is he's gotten better. God, I don't remember who, who said it, but whoever made the comment, they couldn't have been more right. This guy's gotten better every year for the last seven years. I mean, all four years of college, he's gotten better every year. All three years in the NFL, he's gotten better every year. His two years starting for the Eagles, we went to the playoffs both times. I mean, he's really like that guy when they say it's not going to be all worked, you know. First dude in, last dude out. You know, he's willing to learn. He's willing to progress constantly. He's that excited about Jalen Hurts. That excited. But, I mean, coming off last year, if he doesn't get hurt, he probably throws for just shy of 30 touchdowns. Throws for probably four thousand yards, probably rushes for another three touchdowns. He could have finished last year with twenty-five plus passing touchdowns, four thousand yards throwing, probably real close to a thousand rushing yards and sixteen touchdowns rushing. I mean, that's an MVP campaign. I mean, in my opinion, but that's just me. Um, takes him to the Super Bowl, has his best game of the year in the Super Bowl, um, in a losing effort nonetheless. But regardless, he's he's kind of got everything you're looking for in that that spot because it's like a 
you couldn't really ask for a better head on a guy's shoulders than Jalen. You know what I mean? Like he says all the right things. He does all the right things. Um, he's willing to put in the work. He's willing to not only, you know, not only make the plays throwing, but I mean, put his head in there, rushing the ball. I mean, they were un- unstoppable on fourth and one, any, any one or less uh, yard situation. But I think Jalen is, even if he wasn't an Eagles quarterback, I've been a fan of Jalen since he was in Alabama. Not a huge fan because I was never really a big follower of Alabama. But when I watched him go to Oklahoma and kind of reinvent himself, I was like, man, this guy. He, he, and then they started comparing him to Russell Wilson, like that kind of skill set. I was like, yeah, he's Russell, but bigger, you know, bigger, stronger, faster, probably. And just the way to yeah. watch him work um, and just to think, see the things that he does in the offseason, it's like, He's really a hard player to not root for. I mean, Jalen got everything you'd want. Yeah, he he's somebody that you can easily root for. He's a very likable guy and a cool story coming out of college and such and going through multiple teams in college and all the adversity. Right. Second round pick behind Carson Wentz, who was, you know, going to be an MVP. Yeah. MVP for the Eagles, took him to a Super Bowl, things like that. Two years removed from it, too. You know, like it's – Yeah, the and, and then he that that overcomes all that and takes them to the Super Bowl as well. So, yeah, he, but, he's no, yeah, so, he's a very easy guy to root for. That's for sure. To recap my list, at, at six, I have Zach Martin. At five, I have Jason Kelsey, who neither one of them belong at those spots, to be completely honest. They should be higher. But – at 4B3A, I have Hassan and Micah. At 2, I have Lane Johnson. And at 1, I have Jalen Hurts. Seth. Beautiful. Let me recap my – so what I said about last week is my honorable oh, yes. mention list was probably more, in, was probably more interesting. It's yes. probably the same thing again this time because the guys that I have up there are the dudes that probably should be in it. Um, my honorable mention list goes like this. Jaron Payne – actually falls towards the end of it because I was just trying to get a commander on there, to be completely honest. On my honorable mention list, I do not have a cowboy. I have one of every other team, but I don't have a cowboy. We all know I'm not a Diggs fan. I made the comments about Gilmore. Um, Gilmore probably is the guy, him and Brandon Cooks, are probably the two dudes that belong on it. Uh, CD um, does, but that's extra. okay. It's disrespect to CD, who was one of the best receivers in football last year. But continue. Let, let's let's why. hear let's hear your your honorable mention list. I I do have I the want pod, you to tell me. I do have the pod list whenever you're ready for it too. I want you to tell me when I hit the player where CD Lamb should be above this guy. Okay, ready? So, Brandon uh, Darius Slay is my first name. I'm going top to bottom on my honorable mention. Darius Slay is number one. A.J. Brown is number two, and he's actually an A and B. Devontae Smith is my 2B. Did you Dallas say Goddard is my – Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Dallas – Philly Goddard is my three, technically CD four. CD should be ahead of him. Jordan Molly. Andrew Thomas should be ahead of him too. I don't know if you said Andrew Thomas, but he should be. I don't think – see, this is, this is why I'm out on Andrew Thomas. I'm really surprised they got him at number one. I'm not out on the player, but I'm out on putting him on these lists. That guy wasn't good through the first five, six weeks last year. You, you could make you could you could have made the same argument last year for Jalen. Jalen was probably in the top five, if not in the discussion for top five last year. Andrew Thomas was, like I said, time out, time out. I believe time the out. best left tackle in football last year. But he wasn't good through the first five, six weeks is what I'm saying. God, I remember that, that giant offensive line. I'm trying to remember, right trying to remember the whole season. but And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. If I was to pull up projections things, yeah, Andrew Thomas is probably somewhere just off my top five A and B. But, God damn, do I have a hard time putting even Dallas Goddard, I have a hard time putting him over because it's like the only reason Goddard's not getting love from everybody is because of AJ and Devontae. But Dallas Goddard is for sure two or three best tight end in the game. It depends on how you feel about Mark Andrews, in my opinion. But anyways, I got Malalata behind him. Then I got Deron Payne and Dexter Lawrence 
as the rounding it out. I just don't remember when you said Andrew Thomas was the top guy for PFF. I was kind of blown away. I'm not gonna lie. I, I need to go back and and look at that just to be clear. But I pretty sure, pretty sure he was. He was definitely he was definitely first team All Pro. He was first team All Pro, which is you know a, a good, obviously that's good as it is. Where but, my my question is, where was Trent Williams then? Because I thought he was constantly the top guy for left tackles. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to go through. Go on, go on. I. You want you want the, the pod top one. five? So, yeah, hit, hit me, hit me. All right, because the pod is never wrong. I'm curious in your reaction to this. We'll start at the bottom. 5B. Fast breaks. Those are delicious, by the way. About delicious. 5B. Just making the list thanks to Owen and I. He deserves to be on this list. The man we were just talking about. Andrew Thomas at 5B with two points. At 5A with a whopping six points on everybody's list. We have Jason Kelsey, 5A, just above, or no, 4, just above Jason Kelsey with 7 points. Zach Martin. At 3, we have Lane Johnson with 13 points, thanks to a high ranking by Jeremy. We have... A tie for first. Micah and Jalen tied for first with 16 points. So we that have a true, we have a true 1A and B for the pod this week. Micah and Jalen at one. Lane two or three, however you want to look at it. We'll say three. Zach Martin four. Jason Kelsey five. Andrew Thomas, 5B or 6. And then our true honorable mention, just off the list, thanks to Jeremy, we have Asan Reddick at 7. Now, to round out the list, as is kind of customary. Belongs on this list big time. Yeah, like I said before, I had him on my list initially, but then I swapped him out for Kelsey. Jeremy, we have three spots left. No, sorry, two spots. Three, eight, nine, and ten. To round out our top 10, three players to put on this list. I argue, I'd, I would say probably say A.J. Brown should be on this list as well. Here's it's going to be hard to say. It's going to be hard to say three Eagles. I don't want to say three Eagles. I know you're going to want to say I'm not going to say three Eagles. I'm not going to say three Eagles. Slay Brown and Deron Payne. Okay. I can get with that. I can get with that. I'd agree. I I must make an argument for Jonathan Allen. I don't know why, but I've always liked him more. But I, I Deron Payne, yeah, both of them. I I'm good with either of them. They're, say they're so similar. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Yep. I had three. I had three commanders on my my total list. The other one was uh, Scary Terry. I I really like him. This is what I'll give you real quick. I'm just going to read you off my list real quick. I'll do it real fast. Oh, boy. Okay. For Eagles, I had Hurts, Lane, Kelsey, Slay, Bradbury, AJ, Devontae, Billy Goddard, Jordan Malata, Hassan Reddick. For Cowboys, I had Tony Pollard, Dak, Cooks, Teron Smith, who would have been just an honorable mention, Zach Martin, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah, Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs, the fact that I put Diggs on there says a lot because I don't like him. You don't even have a lamb on that overrated. list. I just don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Holy shit, I didn't have Lamb on the list. He's good, but I just think he's super overrated. Um for the Giants, I have Darren Waller with a question mark. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, that. Saquon, Andrew Thomas. For Commanders, I got Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, Chase Young, question mark, Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Next to their names, I have Deron Payne, 11 and a half sacks. 
Jonathan Allen, seven and a half. Montez Sweat, eight sacks. Um, real quick, one other thing. <laughs> she says one good list. Thing, good list. I pulled up I pulled up PFF's top 50 players. Seems to be the most recent one. And it is going off last year from what I can tell. PFF has Trent Williams graded as a 91.7, three straight years. And Andrew Thomas as an 81 last year in both run and pass and blocking. Are you, so are you looking at – so the one that I – PFF's I website. This was this came out the end of February as PFF 101 highlighting the top 101 players from the 2022 season. Shit, I'm looking at the same thing. Are you? Does it got Micah Burrow and Jefferson at the top? No, it has Mahomes, Chris Jones, Joe Burrow as your top three. I meant I meant the picture at the top of the thing. Oh, uh, Burrow, Micah, Justin Jefferson. That's what I have. Is that the one? I think we're looking at the same list. So number one is Pat Mahomes, two Chris yes. Jones. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, yes. So let me just go through the list. They have Lane Johnson as the top offensive tack or offensive lineman on the list. Is we up for Jeremy to to wrangle the wrangle the kids over there? We are a family show after all. Trent Williams. Okay. No, you're right. You're right, Jeremy. Trent Williams led all offensive tackles in overall grade 91.7, third year in a row. Okay, you're right. So I must have read something now, else. You know, you know what gets me about this list? So Jace, uh, Lane Johnson's rated above it. Uh, above. And yeah, given he's up- the top offensive lineman on this list. And then they have Chris Chris Lindstrom, who's very underrated, at least among names out there. But mm-hmm. he he's a guard, correct? I believe. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Dexter Lawrence is fifteen. See, that's the thing is Dexter Lawrence belongs in this. Dexter Lawrence he probably also belongs like, on this list. Yeah. He's a freak. He's a freak. Um, no, I don't know. I I that's I guess. It's probably a good thing I'm a fan of the you know a team in the NFC East because I love some offensive and defensive line play, my man. I really do. And there's and, plenty. Uh, there's plenty Owen, in this division. Yeah. Owen said it right. I mean, I could give you probably two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen from every single team in this list. And you know what I mean? But it's like because the tackle play in Philly and Philly and uh, New York are both great, and then you get you know. Landon Dickerson's up and coming in Philly. He's a freak, and he's huge. Jason Kelsey's obviously one of the best centers of all time. You know, you got Zach Martin, how you feel about Tyron Smith. Tyler Smith is up and coming. And then over there in uh, Washington, I mean, when healthy, you got four starting defensive linemen on that team that are all young. And it's like, man, that's kind of a hell of a team. Plus, you start to, you know, trickle in guys like Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and then you got, you know – um, DeMarcus and Micah and, and Big D. And then in Philly, I mean, man, it's every year since the year before the Super Bowl team, we've had eight defensive linemen pass rushers. Eight. We have a starting unit and a second-tier unit that could play for most teams. You know what I mean? Brandon Graham was a backup last year, man. Yeah. I had 11 yeah, sacks. Yeah, that's wild. It, it, like I said before – Earlier in the pod, the rich get richer in Philly, and they just added to that defensive rotation with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith as well. It's just wild. So, all right. That was a good list. Good pod, Jeremy. NFC East was fun. I knew it would be. I think the pod list is good. I What I'm going to do, I don't think I mentioned this to, to G- or Owen before. What I'm going to do is – um accumulate all our top players, top player from each position, or sorry, each division. And at the end, we're going to rank those players. Because those will conceivably be our top players, top eight players in the league. Nine, because we have two in the NFC East. And uh, we'll, we'll rank those, which will be 
fun. Those will be our top players in the NFL entering the 2023 season. Well, that is the pod for tonight. No trivia tonight. We'll try to get it back next week. I think next week we are going north. We'll start in the AFC North next week. And then, of course, after that, we will do the NFC North, which we will make sure Owen is on and we will do our best to get Jeremy as well because we always love his Packer takes. They're so accurate all the time. I'm only saying that because he's not here to defend himself at this current moment. My Packer takes are getting better and better now that Rodgers is gone. Yeah, I'm a love yeah, fan. Yeah. I'm more of a love fan than you. You, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll get into that in a couple of weeks when we hit the NFC North. But you until know, next let's time, let's just give a little. Nope. Let's give a little hint at the NFC North. I think the quarterback play from that that Illinois Wisconsin line could be fun. I mean, Fields oh, could take a big jump. Yeah. And I I mean, Love was playing against like the most vanilla defense in Philly, you know, after Rodgers went out. Yeah, the yeah, guy looks yeah. like Excuses. he can make the throws. Uh he could. He he's hey, whooped your ass. He he he's always had the physical tools, which made him a very exciting right. player coming out of college, but it was just the developmental piece. It was the the head game of it too, learning NFL defenses and such. Um, I'm excited for it, but yeah, we'll I, get into no, that. I think soon. Uh, I think that's going to be a fun one because that's that list is more of a projections list. You know what I mean? Hundred percent will be, and with all the changes in Minnesota too, uh, that'll be a fun week as well. But next week we'll do the AFC North first. But until next time, you ready for Reagan? Adios. Adios.